I was in a desperate situation. The Bayou type stuff. Get out of my house. Avocado tiles back in stock. Why do you feel bad about it? Well, you stop it. it. Sounds like a circus. That's weird. I was freaking out. It's, it's like an insurance claim. It sticks with the house. It went terribly wrong. Scenes oh. and I'm like extortion. I, real estate, real estate is, crazy. is crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it is Hey guys, welcome back to Real Estate is Crazy. I can't believe it. We're on episode four, David. Four episodes feels yes. like one. Okay, maybe not, but close. Well, I'm really excited. I have a little rant for this week. I like when we start with your rants. It actually makes me like happy. I don't know. Is that that weird? Well, I think it's because it's the stuff that every realtor thinks about. Nobody wants to say. Yeah. So I'm just going to (laughs) freaking say it. I'm just going to say it. Spit it out. This is the tip. This is the tip. Please, please, for the love of goodness, Grace, take down your naughty photos when you're listing your house for sale. I don't want to walk through your master bedroom and see your naughty bit. So the big question is, was it the agent or was it the seller? And I'm not talking about in the photos. I'm talking about the one who put them up on the MLS. So I've been on both sides. I've been on the listing side. It's definitely the first thing I look for when I'm going through. Sometimes, you know, the wife has like a little boudoir photo of her and like Mm -hmm, mm, posing, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. on the nightstand. And I'm like, hey, we got to take that down. Mm -hmm, But in this situation, it was actually in an open house. Oh. And so everybody walking through as they were passing the master bathroom saw her and her naughties, naughty naughties. I mean, obviously she didn't have a problem with it. I think if if a woman didn't want all of the the general public to see her nitty gritty details, she would take it down. I'm gonna I'm gonna blame the listing agent. I'm yeah, gonna blame well, them no, for not the saying like, agent. hey, you should probably okay. take it down. So there's what's in the best interest of the home sale. <laughs> yeah. And then there's what's in the best interest of the dignity of the poor woman, which I mean, I keep thinking I mean, about she this compass. I'm not gonna she looked great. She well looked uh, that's fabulous. another reason, right? If she was if she was not, you know, uh, where she wanted to be to have a picture yeah. on her nightstand, then, you know, but whatever. I think the, to each their own, maybe. I think as an agent, what we need to do is visualize what the potential buyer is going to look like yeah. and kind of sculpt around that. I can yeah. think of some scenarios where, uh, you know, a, a risque <laughs> f- photo would have done a house a favor. Like, like someone who owns a, like a, 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 a porn. No, no, no. just down in La Jolla, UCSD, <laughs> everything's a one bedroom. They're all oh. single people. They love that stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like just, free advertisement. Yeah. Like I'm single, oh, you're uh-huh, single. Uh-huh. Well, you listen, know? <laughs> I know that the real estate industry works a little backwards from the, the female perspective. And sometimes you guys have clients who want more than just a business relationship with you. <laughs> oh, no. So well, that's a different podcast. You know, leveraging this stuff tactfully <laughs> is the agent's job. Now, I don't think the agent left that photo there intentionally. <sighs> But maybe they did. Maybe they did. Maybe she did. I don't know. Well, today we actually are sharing a story that I did with um, an amazing agent out of Saratoga Springs, New York. Not Florida. New York. No, New York. And her name is Karen Heath. And she was gracious enough to do an interview with me and share a injury story. So (laughs) David knows I have a lot of injuries. Anyone who's worked with me knows at one point in time, you're going to see me get injured when I'm showing you a house. It's just going to happen. But have you ever dealt with the real ambulance chasers? (laughs) The, The real injury attorneys? 
No. Yeah. There's some, it's a whole world out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, now I'm thinking, should I, should I have called an injury attorney? But we can definitely talk about that. In in this situation, there's this happened to her clients oh, and the they worst. were brand new clients. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to upload the story and then we're going to touch back with you afterwards. Oh man. Here we go. Three, two, <laughs> one. So I had these brand new clients. I actually hadn't met them before. We would just spoken on the phone several times and we were meeting for the first time at the property. So they were looking at a home in the downtown Albany area and I had got there first. I went to, I was on the porch of the house and went to the door to unlock it. And I see these two people and they waved to me because they thought, oh, that must be her. So they walk, they're walking across the street after parking their car to the house. As they were walking across the street, mind you, in a crosswalk, there was a car that had a stop sign that didn't stop. And he was turning when he turned right into my buyer and basically hit them. The young girl flew up onto the hood of the car and bounced off and hit her head pretty hard. Yeah. The guy stopped the, the, I called 911. Mm -hmm. I went over to them and she got up pretty quick. So all of us thought that she was hurt, but not that serious. Mm -hmm. The mom was an ex cop and an ex-military so she was oh she was needless to say yeah (laughs) yes she was as most mothers would if someone hit your child with a car I would lose my mind and she had a walker she had just had some hip stuff done some hip surgery or something but he hit the walker and it knocked it broke the walker knocked it out of her hands wow and when I called 911 in in um that area not only does the police and uh, come but the fire department and the mm-hmm. ambulance they all came together they asked her if she wanted to go to the hospital they're trying to do tests on her to see if she was okay and mom insisted that she go to the hospital she was like oh, no she literally hopped up on the stretcher herself and the driver was thinking that these girls are faking that she's not seriously injured while going to the hospital he's throwing a fit over that it turned out she ended up with a very severe concussion Once she got into the ambulance, she was like throwing up the whole way. She stayed in the hospital for about two days. That's so scary. Yeah, it was pretty scary. Anything having to do with a head injury, you have to take seriously. So it's good that you guys were adamant that she go to the hospital. You hear people die about, you know, with Oh, absolutely. And she's she's fine right now. So Mm -hmm. it's easier to talk about knowing that she's doing well. Yeah. Well, you were obviously the calm in the storm because when something like that happens, instinctual reaction is to just completely lose control and to get emotional. If someone's looking to buy in the Saratoga Springs area, how can they get a hold of you? They can call me at 518-424-2087. They can email me at Karen Heath at howardhanna.com or in my Facebook, I'm just under Karen Pagano Heath. And my Instagram is kheath10. So yeah, I'm out there. They can Google my name and it comes up as well. Awesome. Okay, (laughs) great. Thank you so much for sharing. And I hope to talk to you soon. Thank you very much. (laughs) So that, that was a, that was a little much for me, you know, uh, I, 
I have it, not really been injured before on the job. You, you have. Know, you, I, I definitely have. And, and like Karen, this was the first time she was meeting these clients and, and this happened. Obviously she was able to step in. She did, you know, she, she did CPR. Buy them house. Yeah. She did find them the house after they recovered. Oh, so they didn't lose the client after that. She that would have been insult no, to injury. She... <laughs> Witness them being hit by a car and then lose I, them. She still, I think, uh, talks to them to this day and stays in touch. And so, and as she should, as she should. So my injury story happened to me, and it was again like like Karen. It was the first time I was meeting these clients at a home. And I don't know if you've ever seen those houses in Poway off of Powers Road. They have the really low hanging, um, eaves. eaves. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. I was walking up to open the lockbox and I was looking on my cell phone. The dreaded side yard. And I rammed into the corner of the eave. Oh. Right on my head. And I'm like hoping they didn't see it. And at this point, I just think I have probably a bump on my head. No, because as soon as I bend over to like get the key out of the lockbox, I feel <laughs> warm, warm rushing sensation, <laughs> liquid, like coming down my, my head. And they had their four year old daughter with them. That's a and little I'm too like, gruesome for I'm children. I'm going to look yeah. horrifying yeah. to too- this child. So I, luckily I had a red sweater on. Mm-hmm. So I took the red sweater off as if like I was trying to make it better. It wasn't better. Tied I wrapped it around my head like mm-hmm. a turban. <laughs> Like walked up to them like, hey, I'm not a weirdo. Yeah, it would have come a little different from me being Middle Eastern. I think that we, when we wrap around our heads, it's, it's uh, you know, it's like uh, uh, a, a rite of passage. I, it was so mortifying. They were like, oh, my God, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm going to open the door. You guys walk through. I'm just going to go to the bathroom and clean myself up. You're trying not to let them know Did that you, you are Did you end up at the trauma center? <laughs> well, sort of. Because, you know, you always want to just like power through. So I went to the bathroom. I took my sweater off my head and blood's just gushing down my face. And I'm like, oh my God, now there's blood all over the countertop. Mm. It just kept getting worse and worse. There's blood everywhere. I'm trying to clean it up. Luckily, there were paper towels underneath the sink. an artery or something. Well, <laughs> so I, 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 I stopped it enough. You know, head injuries are the worst. Yeah. You know, so I stopped it enough where... I could show them the second house on the list. <laughs> Classic. They're like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, it's going to be gone. Literally, if we don't go see it now, it's going to be off market. That's what always happens. I know. So I did. I stopped the blood enough that I could show them the next house mm. and then go home and tend to my wounds and then go to urgent care and get stitches in my head. See, most women listening are like, Christina, urgent care was the first stop on your list. Not Why when you're a real estate you... agent. No, <laughs> when you're a real estate agent. It's the last stop on the list when well, you're a you real know, estate I get it. I get it. It's a, it's a crazy, crazy world out there. And we have to be available on standby sometimes. Yes. Yeah. However... Family first. Yeah. I think we both put family first. Yeah. And, but you know, our our clients become like family. So I ultimately did find them home and they still message me. And it's one of these stories that we have and they tell their, oh, you know, our realtor. No blood transfusions necessary. Yeah. Yeah. We got out with a house and all the blood we needed (laughs) to survive. (laughs) But you do have to be that calm. Yes. In those moments, you can't freak out. I mean, I think that's something about our job that people don't realize is we don't get the luxury of freaking out and running down the street and crying 
like a crazy person. You know, I think it's interesting because if we divide the industry up into the buyer representation and the seller representation, mm-hmm. seller representation never really gets into a position like that. Yeah. You know, they, they really do control the situation a little bit more than to have to do something on the fly. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's part of the reason why everybody wants to be in that side of the business. But, you know, that side of the business is also unfulfilling. I find yeah. it unfulfilling. I love working with buyers. And and like I said, I have this weird reputation for getting injured. I mean, it's not the, it's not the last, it won't be the last time. It's not the first time I did show a house one time. And I was so lucky that it happened to be one where he wanted to bring his entire family. And then as I was crossing the street, multiple cars worth of family. (laughs) Yeah. That's how you know when it's a, when it's a two or three car caravan, you know, you've got the whole family. Well, it was a busy road and there was a variation in the road that I didn't see. I think they were redoing the street. So as I was crossing, I literally like popped my ankle. Oh no! And in that moment, I just laid in the middle of the street, like a dead seal. (laughs) Like, I was just like, like literally just laying there. Like, do I cry? Do I get up? Can I get up? They had to run over and like lift me. Oh my goodness. It was bad. And there's cars coming and they had to stop because I just was like, F it. Forget it. I'm just going to lay here. Stay in touch with these people too? (laughs) I love it. I helped. I actually then showed them another house. Yeah. My ankle swelled up pretty big, but I cried on the way to the second house pulled myself together for the next showing and then went home and wrote an offer. So it's like, <sighs> and my mom taught me my toughness. I'm going to give yeah. my kudos to my mom, Paula Cobb. Thank you so much for making me uh, indestructible. I'm still here. <laughs> There's no, no shame and no doubt that women are tougher than men. I agree. When it comes to this kind of stuff, when it comes to, <laughs> well, actually, no, I will say men sometimes appear tougher but very rarely, if ever, are they actually tougher. Yeah. It's just posturing. I think what women do, especially if we've had kids, is we, at least for me, every injury that I have goes up against like, is this worse than giving birth? <laughs> because Instance if it's not, internal comparison. I need to suck it up and just deal with it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I think that injuring yourself anywhere sucks injuring yourself on the job typically you'd probably get like a workers comp claim or something right not yeah, us the real no. estate industry is just a little too unsophisticated for yeah, that so we simply fly by night and handle all of our own issues without litigation yeah but it also you know if you think about that i had been injured at a property if i had wanted to Oh, yeah. I could have filed a claim against the homeowner, which means that homeowners oh, yeah. need to be extremely cautious about making sure they have the right insurance in place if someone gets injured That's on their right. property, especially when they're selling and they have random people coming through with their agents. Anything could happen. Well, I also really promote controlling access and tours mm-hmm. to your, your home as much as possible. And there's a reason. It's not really so much to protect personal property or even, you know, insurance risk. For me, it's really just to keep exclusivity. Yeah. You know, I want it to feel like those buyers are privileged to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's tough because if you make them wait three or four days to see the house, you can lose that excitement. And if you 
you know, go over that period of time, there could be a loss of traffic altogether. So it's a very time sensitive thing, but I think controlling access, controlling insurance, controlling risks and liabilities, it's sad how little is done as an industry along these lines. Oh yeah. It's like the wild west out there. It is. Yeah. I mean, anything could happen. Well, Christina could get injured anywhere. I joke all the time. (laughs) I tell my clients, my insurance doesn't cover that. I literally say that to them and I'm totally joking. Well, think about the insurance you have to have to have clients ride in your car. Oh yeah. I mean, most, most realtors don't think about that. You need to call your insurance company and, and have extra coverage added to your policy. If you're going to have people in your car. Most sophisticated brokers require it. The whole real estate industry is kind of suffering along that. And right now, so I I think there's a lot of real estate agents driving around with insufficient insurance. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, But, you know, what do you have to protect? Hey, let's go back to talking about trusts. Like, what do you have to protect? There's so many different dynamics when somebody makes a decision whether or not to put a client in their car. Like, for you, if you're really, really doing your best to represent your people and, you know, they're tired of driving and you got to get them to one last house, you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. but you're not going to think about the insurance in the moment. No, you're going to have well, to be covered. I mean, I carry good life insurance for this reason because you've been close to death many times. <laughs> I on mean, the job. Yeah. You, cause you know me, mm-hmm. like if, if I want to know what the condition of the roof is, I'm going to climb up on the retaining wall. I've fallen off of retaining walls in front of clients. <laughs> I have, I, I, you know, I, <laughs> I will not be telling our broker of record any of these risky <laughs> I did, stories. I, did. I once uh, was in a garage, and you know how you can get effervescence out here? It's um, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. concrete, the minerals come up through the concrete. Effluescence. Oh, I call it effervescence. Eff- no, no, effluorescence. Effluorescence. Thank Gosh. you, David. This is why. Because I, I call it effervescence. Well, effervescence <laughs> is like the bubbly stuff is. that comes out of a drink, you, you know. It's really refreshing. Efflorescence. It sounds good. Efflorescence. So basically it's like minerals coming out. Yeah. Right? And it creates like this powder. So some places have it worse than others. In this case, it was very prominent. It actually created kind of like a foam dust pile. I've seen this before. And I literally, it was on the corner of the garage and I went to bend down to look at it and didn't see there was a shelf oh, right there. And my client another just head injury? happened to look at Just, the same time. I know it's terrible. <laughs> and so I literally just went clunk down mm. right on a shelf. And my client looked over at me mortified. She's like, Oh my God, are you okay? And but I'm did like, you draw blood on that one? I did not. Nah, yeah, <laughs> it was but a good not day. Blood. It's always a little <laughs> it's bit a good less day. major. Yeah. <laughs> blood always just complicates things. It's messy. You know, I've been it watching too many terrifying. forensic TV shows. I know. As long as I don't drop that, I'm okay. <laughs> this I'm is what plays on, in my office on the background while I'm working is for forensic uh, 48 hours or 72 <gasps> Ooh, hours. I know yeah, because it's that. just interesting enough, but not yes. too interesting to where I get distracted from what I'm yeah. doing. I find that to be a really necessary ingredient. I need a little days. background noise, yeah. like in the mm-hmm. background. That's why it's like it's for because me, we it's have a like lot of kids, real housewives of whatever. Go That's talk to somebody with no children stuff. and they love their silence. They enjoy their silence all the time. Yeah. Like I can't do silence. You can't do, I can do silence, but I do silence in my car oh, yeah, with I like can. a slice of pizza from Costco. I can't even do it in my car. And some chips and hummus. <laughs> <laughs> 
my husband pulls up my location. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, don't bother me. I'm eating chips and hummus in the car. You know, they make those things for your steering wheel to turn it into a table. Yeah. And you know what's funny is if you're in a real estate community, you get promoted like on your banner ads. Like I somehow, because I'm in a, a real estate conversation at least once a day, mm-hmm. they find me for these things. And they're like, you want to eat lunch in your car? And my response is, no, I don't. You know, I would love well, to have I enough do. time. Can you just send that information to me? <laughs> <laughs> I will send it to you. The truth is, my goal is to have enough time in my schedule to be able to sit and eat lunch regularly. At a table. At a table. At a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> and not worry about the bill. You know, the Those truth are goals. is that real estate is crazy. Real estate is crazy. We've been living this life for a long time, so we're numb to it. But I think we're going to be sharing some pretty interesting stories. I'd like to announce that next week... We're going to have Bruce Levine, my favorite independent broker here in San Diego. He's going to be telling us some funny stories. And we look forward to seeing you all again then. Yeah. Check us out. Follow us. And we will see you next week. Over and out. Bye.